For those fans of our uh, 30-year-old movie takes, and mm. <laughs> this are, we not, growing? are we growing this, fans of that? This might not be this episode for you. We're doing, I think this is going to be pretty sports-laden. Lots is going on. Lots is going on. I, Chris, I'm sorry. I do have a question, though. Maybe yeah. I, I saw this. I, it was uh, yesterday. I was kind of flipping through the TV, and on TNT... Mm-hmm. Right, it's a it's a channel. If you have regular cable, good for you for TNT. having cable. I was just gonna say, like, good for you. <clears throat> yeah, I love cable. Uh, I can't get rid of it. Commercials are the best. It. I love. I'm them. hooked on it. Yeah, I, I love know, commercials. Exactly. It's the best. Uh, but I scrolling through, and TNT was showing the movie Eraser. I I don't know what that is. You okay? That's a it's an old Schwarzenegger movie. Like from like ninety six. No recollection of this movie whatsoever. Okay, and he's like a government official who like who like if people go to the witness protection program, he comes in, he like basically erases you, right? So you can never find this person again. So it's just and, a cl- he's just a clerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just sits behind a desk <laughs> with like a short sleeve shirt and a tie. <laughs> he's like, well, <laughs> I can't do Arnold. <laughs> just push a whole bunch of buttons on the computer, you Your know. Passport like, is expired now. <laughs> Your new name is Tom Wilson. <laughs> I'm sorry, I must take a lunch break. I'll be right back with you. <laughs> I've got to get this call. <laughs> you're a, it, you're a racing it, was, it was with Vanessa Williams days. in the, the height of her movie uh, oh, kind of career. I there. forgot she was famous. Yeah. Uh, and it was James Caan. This is a fucking shit show. Yeah, it's, it's not a great movie. I mean, it was okay back in the day, but, you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't sort of age well, all that kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. But the point of it being is that we're, we're TNT literally, and, all, and most of these channels and things that sort of, you know, reshow movies, like, can't you find something a little more up-to-date, a little newer? It has to do with, like, the, just how, like, they're like... It's, like, you're going all the way back to 96 in a, in a oh, short... T- like, that's, I think TNT is spending all their money on basketball. They're like, what do we do with the other 24? Right. Well, you can find something else that's at least in the 2000s that's still entertaining and and Maybe the Eraser is, is someone's favorite movie. Chris, gotta be, right? I just watched purposefully... This goes back to something we talked about when that Val Kilmer documentary came about. Yeah. I know the movie that killed Val Kilmer's career, and it ain't Batman. Was it something after Batman? I don't know. I think so, yes. It was The Saint. Oh, okay. uh, you think so? Whole, dude, whoa. It is... <laughs> it's the most <laughs> unintentionally hilarious movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I think Val Kilmer, <laughs> or The Saint, what have you, is the only person in the movie who thinks he's in disguise. He's a master of disguise. As soon as I realized that was the plot line... <laughs> He's a master of disguise. He's basically a magician. It's like, and he's like always showing up, but he's kind of just like the, he's just like creep no matter what his disguise is. And no one is, no one's buying it. Like his accents are like so weird. They don't even make sense. It's like, yeah, yeah. Anadelphi accent. Like it just, and he, and he, but he uses it. The character he uses to woo 
supposedly a physicist in Elizabeth Shue mm-hmm. is like the creepiest Euro trash, like stay away, the artist guy living in a hostel. And he, and he, he beds her like he cuts his own head. So she'll feel sympathy. Like it's rape, uh, like on the most cerebral level. And he's just so fucking unlikable throughout the whole movie. And poor Elizabeth, she has to play this like dipshit. Who's also invented cold fusion. Yeah. It's, it's demeaning. It's great. It's it is it's, it's incredible. I'm like whole it shows <laughs> <laughs> all the chinks in Val Kilmer's armor. Like it is like all of them in one. He does the he kind of sl- slips into like the I'm your Huckleberry guy a little bit, but like oh wow. It is wow. It like I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe just I was like, oh, that's the pinpoint. Like there it is. It's the Saint, which I think people probably thought was going to be a franchise. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this was a TV series with Roger Moore. Like, yeah. we, can, we can do something with this. Like, right. you know, Master of Disguise, like, this could be like Mission Impossible. It could go on and on. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. just hitched their cart to the wrong pony. And I like Val. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a Val He's sympathizer. He's made some bad movies. He's made a lot of bad movies, I think. Well, this is a, a bad movie that has bad acting. And the, pro- the worst part is, is like... I remember when that movie came out, I worked at a record store and we would always play the Saint soundtrack, which was like the music. It's like full electronica. It's it's Daft Punk. It's Chemical Brothers. It's Sneaker Pimps. It's like it's Orbital. Like it's all of like the hit shit of that era in electronic music. But you don't ever you hear a tiny smidgen of it throughout the movie. The rest of it's just this big Danny Elfman wannabe sweeping like theme of like a remake of the saint i guess had a song yeah holy like song. fuck it is crazy it is it's like not even i can't even i couldn't begin to watch it i laughed more than i've laughed at a movie in so long <laughs> Kristen, Kristen woke up i was laughing so hard i was just like making myself die with laughter and of course i was texting john Sargent throughout the entire thing oh yeah and just I, dude i when i came upon the concept that only he was in disguise to himself and like that's the actual premise of this movie and everyone else is just eye rolling throughout the whole thing they're like oh here comes this guy let's all pretend yeah. to be so what's that oh what's your name it's crazy it's a crazy crazy movie anyway that's wait what what led week. you to start watching this movie i purposely wanted to watch it i've oh, been, okay. I've been wa- Val Kilmer. I've, yeah i've been wanting to watch it like, i think i've been wanting to watch it since the 90s like i think i was like oh i just like this has the potential to be on a mnemonic scale mm. the, the mnemonic scale <laughs> movie making which is something i just invented i love it actually good. that's a good, that's yeah. actually a great yeah barometer yeah. of the yeah. mnemonic scale yeah so this falls scale. very short on the mnemonic scale yeah. yeah it's low it's very low it's low it's like mm-hmm. it's not redeemable like right. it's not bad enough to be good if that makes yeah sense. And, and the problem i think was is the, the, it's the, the mnemonic scale say, like the mendoza line you know like it's like yeah, yeah. oh it's way below the mnemonic scale yeah it's um it's like the uh, Ray it's a racer, Jonas. probably oh, racer level. <laughs> uh, but the problem though is that like, I think that I think the the original show with with Roger Moore was was like kind of campy and 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 somewhat silly. Yeah, Val doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, and and like they had the perfect guy in Roger Moore, 
to do that. And, yeah. and it just didn't, it just, it wasn't going to translate it, it. And no offense to Deval, it, it wasn't, um, I would rather well, he have kind of loved that a little bit in some of his movies. It just didn't, it just didn't work. Roger in Moore wasn't that old in the nineties. Like, I think it would have been a cool Roger Moore. Like Sean Connery yeah. would have gotten to be the saint. Like Roger Moore, they were just like, no, no, <laughs> like you're far too old to do a mustache. Like it's not like he did anything particularly strenuous. You have too many liver spots now. Well, I mean, but that's not like the saint was really like working hard. He mostly just tricks people. He's just a yeah. Right. He's a thief. Yeah, he's, he's a con man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. Like I'm like, well, this could have just been Roger Moore. <laughs> like I would have, it would have been fine. Like it right. didn't, didn't yeah, need to be bad. exactly. It would have been better actually. Yeah, could have been anybody. The only person maybe worse would have been like Toby Maguire, because like you know, you always know it's <laughs> Toby Maguire. Like you just know, Val kind of has, I guess, a forgettable face, but like Toby Maguire with his big dumb eyes and his like singular voice. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Shots on Toby. Where did that come from? I don't know. I just yeah, don't like man. Him. That was out of the left field. I like him. Okay. Never fine. have. Never have. Just don't blindside Toby like that. Sorry, had to do it. I drag him. I'm dragging. I'm dragging Toby today. Seriously. <laughs> You're next, Topher Grace, because I can't think about one or the other of you well, individually. I, him and Toby, are they're, 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 that's basically the same person. Yeah, they're the same. Has anyone yeah. ever seen them in the same boring poker r- match together? <laughs> that's another thing I fucking can't stand. Well, besides, like, Gabe Kaplan is the only guy that can turn poker guy. Like Jennifer Tilly, go fuck yourself. Toby Maguire, whoa, go fuck yourself. Whoa, whoa. Steve Albini, go fuck yourself. Just don't, don't be a, so. Like, Nobody comes after Jennifer Tilly. Really? Yeah. I love her. She's great. Oh, my she God. She also lives in my neighborhood, I think. Does she? You no, would, wait. That's not Jennifer Tilly. Wait, would, is it? You would know if you heard that voice. It's not her. Oh, I'm not. I'm thinking of. I know who. Je- I, I, no, she's not the one. Jennifer Tilly's the bride of Chucky. Yeah, yeah, I know. I love, I love Jennifer Tilly. She's great. Maybe I'll She's watch a very, that. She, maybe I'll she watch found that sexy role. movie. What's that sexy movie with her and Gina Gershon? Yeah, that might be the next yeah. one. Bound, Bound. Yeah, yeah, that might be yeah. my next movie. Mm. You should check it out. See if it holds up. I'm gonna flip flop between like bad star driven action movies and like sexy lesbian scene movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you should definitely check out Eraser because that's a bad action movie. Okay, that'll be the next on that list. Well, we've wasted 10 minutes talking about nothing, Chris. Right. Perfect. We got warmed up. We got, we were warm. We're hot. We're, uh, yeah. I don't really want to take a spin into WNBA yet because that's going to be a, a weird topic. You know what we should talk about mm. since I'm a little fired up? How great is this MLB lockout? Oh, it's so great. It's and the perfect. fact that they're hung up now on the international draft. Which is hilarious. Which they can't just be like, you know what? We can work this out and we can play baseball. But we, don't even, have own... to de- we don't even have to agree on it now. We don't yeah. even have to agree on it now. Why is yeah. it on the table? It's so right. funny. But what's happening unintentionally, which I find amazing, is that they're making the season the size that it should be. It's yes. Just, like, if it, if it gets... I'm, I'm hoping for... This is exactly what I'm hoping want. for 122 games... A season that starts in like mid-May, <laughs> and then doesn't have an extended playoffs. Like, oh, we're yeah. like this is great. This is exactly. But you're adding more teams to the playoffs then too. Yeah, I I I love Which it. Just better. It's just so stupid. It's so dumb. I I and then and like the the people on on like talk radio are just losing their minds. They're like baseball's just oh they're losing all their fan uh, all their fans, but they're diehard fans. I'm like that. Those fans are like. Their fan base is the fan base, okay? Here's what it is. People that want to fucking go and drink beer and eat hot dogs for like once or twice a year 
which is fun. You know, go out. Let's go to a ball game. Great. Yeah. Let's do that. There's yeah. there's the, those people that, which is like super casual, and then there's the diehards, and the diehards yeah. are dying, and then there's nothing. Like I think that that's and and like I I I would expect that it's completely like the Latino it, fan base is what's going to keep baseball afloat for the next thirty years. I don't see. I don't know who's who. who they're also uh, not sort of. Oh, they're trying to they're they're trying to attract at them, all. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. That's the only people they should be they should be focusing on right now. They want to get this like nerd back, this like stat guy that like you know that like will fall in love with the sweet science. You don't have to watch the game <laughs> to it, know or follow what's going on. It's just <laughs> so just, fucking dumb. Fill in your little scorecard. It's so dumb. I'm like, how do you like the if you look at the the World Series ratings from the last like 20 years, it's a crazy graph. It's unbelievable. Like the 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 last three World Series, no one's fucking watched. No one. Like nine thousand viewers. Like it's crazy. Like no one's watching these World Series. Like the I think the top ten World Series view viewership was in the eighties. If that's your product, if the if the, if your your apex was in the eighties, mm-hmm. your yeah, ten best World Series, what the fuck? Like that that's like they're basically tab. Like they they peaked in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, diet right. Yeah, they're fucking they're, they're reuniti. They <laughs> that what I don't know. They, reuniti was like a box wine. They put it on ice. Oh, reuniti nice. on ice. Anyway, yeah, it's a wait. You put the box in ice? No, you pour. It was wine that was fine. It was really sweet and it was fine to put it on ice. Was, oh, you pour it over. Yeah, it was called easy. the reuniti, which I think is just reunite. I think it's spelled yeah, reunite. Yeah, right. I was, and it was say like it's... reuniti on ice. Reuniti so nice. <laughs> oh. Ooh, that's catchy. It was wine you were supposed to drink on ice because it was that bad. Like, it was yeah, all, it was that like bad. Yep. as soon as it got you any, need a water anywhere near room temp, it was probably <laughs> undrinkable. Probably still around. I bet they sell it at bodegas. That seems like probably. a bodega wine. Probably, yeah. It seems like a Middle America kind of a thing or something, maybe. Middle America. Yeah, those, the rust, that's the, a rust. Those fucking right idiots that I only see every <laughs> They'll day. They'll drink anything. <laughs> <laughs> You know who we'll give this to? Middle America. (laughs) Just put it on ice. This shit's disgusting. Nah. Yeah. We'll give the name. Baseball and Riotini. (laughs) Riotini. Or whatever it's called. Baseball, Riotini. Or like they're made for each other. Yeah. Fucking hot dogs, too. Why not? Yeah. There you go. Basically. Um, It's also crazy, too, that they just. I just saw that they were. Baseball's also finalizing a deal with Apple and NBC to stream. Stream games. Who wants to stream a game? I, apparently, people. I guess some section of the fan base does. There's just so much more to watch. Rugby, for example. <laughs> Formula <laughs> One. The for the new, the new season of that Formula One show is on uh, Netflix, which is exciting. Uh, yeah, I want to watch that actually. It's yeah. This is going to be a good season. It starts uh, tomorrow, I think. Mm. Um. Yeah, I'm a bit. Uh, well, I, I'm really. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like get my chops with my Formula One and Formula E, so I can work this event that I pretended <laughs> I knew a lot about. <laughs> crash course. Oh, dude, it's such a crash course. This guy's like, yeah, you're a technical director, right? You've done uh, major sporting events for TV, and I was like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, I'm your guy. And he's like, yep. great. <laughs> like, oh. 
<laughs> so Formula E, I'm excited about. Formula One, that's the, it's going to be fun. Verstappen is like the guy. He's just yeah. so fun. Yeah, uh, and Hamilton. Yeah, you know Lewis Hamilton. I didn't know this. Just somebody just told me this has a bulldog named Roscoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, how about he, that? Isn't that weird? That is weird. Uh, it's very cute. So it's hard not to dislike. It's hard. I don't want to like Lewis Hamilton because he wins everything. But like, I guess he's one of those like appreciate greatness guys. He's yeah. He's a likable guy. I think, yeah. and not just like a douchebag. Yeah. He his dad cool. really hustled to get him. I I hope Will Smith plays the dad in the Lewis Hamilton movie. <laughs> Did you see that movie, King Richard? No, I did not. Oh, man. It is something. Will Smith maybe has done the most offensive portrayals of black people in, like, from Beggar Vance (laughs) to King Richard. Will Smith, wow. That movie, first of all, that's like doing a movie uh, about Bill Cosby, but just only focusing on the good parts of Bill Cosby's career. Like, Richard Williams wasn't a good guy. He still isn't a good guy. He just wanted to get rich and, and like rolled on the back of his kids. And that's like an Oscar winning performance. We're supposed to feel for this guy. It's crazy. Well, okay. Hold on now. Cause I, I don't know. I mean, I know a little bit. I don't know that much about him necessarily. And it, he was hard and tough, you know, on the kids, the two girls. Whatnot, the movie should growing. be about the mom. The mom is, the, should be the focus of this movie. The mom but, was but actually an athlete. The mom actually coached them still is considered one of their coaches. The, 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 like, I, okay, anyway, you were going to say, go ahead. Have you the, seen this the, movie, by the way? It's crazy. I, I have not, but I've heard, uh, all I've heard is good things about it. What? From who? Everybody. No one. Yes. Oh, it's so bad. It is also, so bad. Also, uh, the Serena and Venus, like, basically produced this movie and signed off on this movie. Yeah, dude, it is. Like, so if they're not happy with the way that he was portrayed or turned out, this wouldn't have this wouldn't have happened, dude. I, good for them. I I I'm not saying somebody just bootleg and just rewrote the story. What I'm saying is like, yeah, if you were gonna make a movie about your dad, you'd probably leave the parts that like you know I don't know that he left your mom to like be with somebody your age. Like I, I'm, I guess he did stick up for them. I don't know the whole relationship with the other kids. I know that one of the sisters died. And I, I will say this. King Richard, Richard uh, Williams, did take in some other person's kids for a while before he left them. But, like, I don't know. It's a... Yeah, it just sounds like it's there's a, a lot ho- of complicated... It's, it's a very hokey... There's, a, like, ga- the gangsters that, like, roll up and, like, then, then pr- suddenly protect him. Like, it's... Dude, it is... It, everybody deserves yeah. better than that fucking movie. It is pure shit. It is pure okay. shit. All right. Is it you watch? I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't have an opinion because I don't know the movie and I don't actually know their whole story. And so it's. I don't. For me to speak on it, I think would be ridiculous. Please watch it. I will. I've been kind of meaning to. You should. It was. It took me two days to get through that. And I. It's bad news. You have a whole weird thing with movies and TV shows, and and like you you're you have this very peculiar particular sort of. Um taste i guess like you just don't like the normal run-of-the-mill type of 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 stuff even music you know like you're you know you don't really like what everyone else likes kind of stuff i like what everybody likes no now you hate everything (laughs) you really i really think you do at least that's the impression i've gotten from you over the years uh is like you're you're not you're you're not very uh 
um, sort of mainstream kind of okay. a dude. I sure, but this is like I I want like I try to watch all the Oscar movies. Sure, and, and like I was like this one is going to be one of them. Oh man, it's bad. It's like it's like stuck in like it's every trope that you could possibly imagine. It has like the it's got the driving Miss Daisy background music going on. Like it's just bad, dude. It's bad, and I know yeah. I'm talking out of turn, and I shouldn't be. Like any movie that no, has black fine. actors I mean, in it is important because not enough do. But black actors shouldn't have to just play these fucking roles, like these hokey fucking roles. There should be more. This shouldn't be the only black movie that's being nominated for Oscar for for Oscars right now. Like I just, it's just bad. It's a piece of shit. It's a it, the movie's a piece of shit. I'm okay. sorry. All right. I can. Say I mean, that. maybe if and when I look at it, it. Um... You look at it. I look at it, you know, with more critical eye and kind of, and maybe sort of pick up on that stuff. And, and I'm sure like, but all movies like with, with famous people portrayals and stuff, they always gloss over everything, which I'm not usually, that's a fan. Not, I, you know, I kind of, that's I hate totally that. true. I don't like biopics in general because they're, right. they're totally glossed over. And this is no different. No, like no one wants to see the movie right. where the guy like becomes an overbearing father and then leaves his family for like a younger person and like, you know, just spends sure. all their kids money. Sure. Like, no, it's, it's, not gonna it's also directed uh, by uh, a black man. It looks like. Okay. Um, I didn't say that it wasn't. And that no, no, I'm just saying, but black. like you know, like they, you know, so it would be surprising to me that it would be that sort of that sort of style of movie. How you're describing it to me would be sort of some surprising that they didn't. I've have seen more... Medea movies that were better than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who fucking made it. John Singleton <laughs> made shitty movies. Spike Lee makes shitty movies exclusively. Like I'm not. Like I, well, they, that's true. I mean, he used to not, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like I, I, the movie, black, white, whatever is is pure shit. If it was like if we flipped it and it was just the McEnroe family and it was played by I fucking Al Pacino as the dad, <laughs> I'd be like, it sucks. This movie sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I hear you. I understand. All right. Anyway, so moving let's, on. Let's, Let's leave Ta- King Richard alone yeah. for now. But let, but let's keep, let's stay on the let's stay on the topic of um uh, no we won't we <laughs> it's supposed to be baseball I don't even want to get back to baseball no no but, we're done with baseball we're done. That, we gave it we gave it five minutes that's plenty of time well I'm fired up let's talk about Calvin Ridley really quickly oh okay uh Calvin Ridley I I want your take on this and then we'll get into the whole Russell Wilson thing for the next forty five minutes um, great. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, uh, is, can you answer me? I've, I've done a tiny bit of research on this, but I'll, you read better and more than I do. Is, he, is it illegal for, or against the rules, not illegal, is it against the NFL's policy to gamble on NFL or your own team? Like what's, I think NFL. You can't, but you can gamble on other sports. I think you, yeah, yeah. I don't think they could stop you from from gambling on other sports because right, I know um, Joel and although they probably Danny Brown tried to dissuade you from doing that in itself. Yeah, Danny Green just outed Joel Embiid on Rosillo's podcast about being a big sports gambler. So it's like, mm. yeah, uh, which, I, which you know, it's, I think it, it's, I think that's the sort of fine line, right? Like you can, especially nowadays, is that you well, know, it shouldn't it shouldn't matter at all. Like I. They, it should well to some degree. I think it should. I'm I'm of two minds with this whole thing. Okay, but, good. Let's hear them. I, I'm in, I'm interested to hear your your both your minds because I'm well, I'm of a singular mind. That's fine because it it's it's um I mean this is sort of new territory 
that we're all sort of a part of now with, with sports and gambling being so closely tied together um, that it's, it's a little, um, you know, it's, 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 we're still kind of finding our way a little bit, you know, the sports, the players, the fans, everybody involved and, and trying to figure out what, what is sort of right and wrong here. Right. Um, and so the fact that you're gambling on your own sport is, is very Pete Rose ish level here and, and your own team is, is very Pete Rose. Okay. And maybe you disagreed with that, you know, 40 years ago anyway, but the fact is like, you have to have some semblance of, and I know this sort of ties into a lot of your issues with, with sports anyway, and the legitimacy of sports to some degree, um, at least your point of view, or at least you, that's what you portray a lot of times on the show. Uh, is that games are fixed yeah. or or have some semblance of being sort of the outcome is is sort of predestined uh, yeah. or controlled. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you don't buy into that notion though. That is that they're trying to protect some sort of authenticity and and of of the games not being fixed already, and or and not having some you know this this. These notions of of, of, of no, conspiracy no, theories. No of, doubt. They don't need any more. The, you can't the NFL, have, you can't the NFL have doesn't that. need any more of that shit if they're already right. fixing games. No sport like, does. Right. No gambling. No gambling. Nothing involved with gambling does. You can't. Sports gambling has become such a big part of sports. Like, right. DraftKings this, DraftKings that. Fuck yeah. It. So, like, it's. I, I think it's. Two takeaways that, that I. Immediate takeaways that I found offensive were. That Alex Karras didn't get more play in anyone's conversations. Alex Karras is is one of the last NFL players I think to get banned for gambling. I don't think he was gambling on the NFL though. I we did a a deep dive on him when he passed, and I can't remember if he died if he bet on NFL games. I think he did, but and I think similarly he bet while he was on the IR. But what I will say is like. Here's where I get confused. Two things. One, the the idea that he went on a gambling binge is is bullshit. He didn't go on a binge, and I kept keep reading he went on a binge. Yeah, it's fifteen hundred dollars, which is not right. like that's like compared to like how much my net worth is and his net worth. That's yeah, like him yeah. betting like quarters. You've like been a, you've blown him out of the water. I'm sure for a year worth worth of gambling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And also, like, bear in mind, he was out because of he was having issues with with mental health. Yeah, uh, And well, I mean, either he was or he was. We're not sure. You, we don't know for sure. If you want to actually know for sure, want to believe it. But so here's where I get confused. Like, where does the where do the lines and it, like he's employed by he's a, he's employed by the the Falcons, mm. right? But he's also governed by the NFL, like mm-hmm. the the so he's got kind of two bosses, which is a weird. I I had I've just started like just started thinking about this. Like it would it's it's like he works for I don't know like a, a old Navy, but he really works for the Gap because the Gap <laughs> owns Old Navy. Like I'm trying to think, like you know what I mean? Like I to some degree, I to like, some degree I think it's irrelevant fall- though. I mean he he there there's. But all this is, is, I think, is, is established in the collective bargain agreement, right? Which he's is gonna, sort of the, the end-all to be-all to a lot of this stuff. Right, okay. It's like the players agreed to all this stuff, and I think part of that is that they were not supposed to gamble. Now, Kelvin really isn't the only one to, to do this. He's just the only one that got noticeably caught. How did he get caught? 
Uh, so apparently he was gambling. He was in Florida. He used the uh, was it Caesars or MGM or whatever the whichever sports book he used in, that was legal in Florida. Right. Um, and his email account has his name in it, I think. And so it caused a red flag with the agency that they used to sort of uh, the watchdog agency that the NFL uses for gambling. So the NFL is just always watching. Yeah, so they have a company or companies that sort of that works with casinos and sports books and whatever that sort of watches all the activity basically or whatever their algorithms or however they do it. That's but crazy. It, it notifies and monitor it monitors and then notifies of anything weird that that sort of seems unusual or or you know you know catches their eye basically. And so then they notify the NFL. And this apparently this happened. Like I, I guess his name was is, is you know came up as as part of this uh, bet as part of his his um, his uh, what do you call it? when you, you start an account right yeah and so um, his name sort of got flagged and then they got sent up the chain and that's how he got caught basically so it's like all right first of all dude don't use your own fucking you know account have your have your buddy do it right. or somebody else right you know like so there's other ways you can get around this and you could do this. Like, and I'm not mad that he's gambling on football necessarily right? and or the Falcons, which also it's like, bro, don't bet on the fucking Falcons. Well, that's just stu- that's stupid because he has like, yeah, that's just stupid. I think, yeah. I, I think the argument, like, or if you want, just like I said, it, have your buddy bet on the it's fucking a hard, Falcons. Well, that's, yeah, it's a harder argument. Yeah. Right. And so, but, so, the, but the fact that the, the, there's this huge hypocrisy now in this day and age of the NFL, like five years ago, I think even they banned Tony Romo from a from a some sort of uh, convention in in Vegas. Uh, that I, I think was for fantasy football, you know. But now they have sponsorships all across the board right. with gambling, and so like you and, and and then also the fact that like like so they they ban him for a whole year when there's a video of Ray Rice and there's all these other things, allegations and these and domestic violence and all these players who still, you know, like get suspended for two games or four games, or maybe that, you know, that seems extreme too. Like it just, there's no consistency in, in how they sort of regulate everything. And I think that's my biggest problem about this whole thing is that the NFL is full of shit. Yeah. Well, when it comes to stuff, it's weird and, that they can't just be like, Hey, if you get caught, beating someone it's two years and if you don't like you then put yeah, a price yeah. tag on all of these like, things like here's the fine he like like they do for like i mean i guess there is like some disparity when you break a law like of what your sentence will be but it there should be like a mandatory like domestic abuse mandatory six yeah. to whatever games and then they could right like or the gambling is a mandatory year i mean that's going to cost him so much money Right, and, I, and that's fine if they want to set the precedent. Then for this, you know, yeah. and, I, and I sort of understand that from the from the NFL side is that they, they they're probably setting a message and a precedent that like you're gambling on on your own sport, you're going to pay a heavy penalty for that, and that's fine. But then you should have been doing like, you know, Greg Hardy. Uh, I had it written down: ten games, he got reduced to four for beating his girlfriend. Adrian Peterson got six games for felony child abuse. Yeah, Ray Rice for beating his fiance was two games. Josh Gordon basically has been suspended for better part of six seasons for smoking weed. Like these are so inconsistent. Yeah. And and you didn't set a precedent with any of these other ones. Like I don't understand. I don't understand that reasoning. Then. Um. I all it also punishes. You know, the it's team, like the the the, the, the app that Ridley used apparently I I believe is the sponsors the Miami Dolphins Stadium. Oh, I'm sure. 
Uh, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's like, it's so, you're so tied into this now, and yet you're going to punish the players it's also for something. ubiquitous. Like, with, like, everyone is gambling now. Every, like, literally everybody has an, uh, an app, like, to do this. Yeah. Like, and so the, yeah. the league isn't, like, taking b- larger steps to be like, this isn't, this is a thing you all, like, every year, like, you cannot fucking do this. Do, like, every, like, there should, there should be more emphasis on, like, why this is unacceptable, even though, it, you know, even though it's totally like fine and, and good with every other person and it's a, it's a legal activity and the NFL makes tons of money from it uh, and it's what keeps the game interesting. And not to mention, how many people bet on Calvin Ridley plus 60 yards mm-hmm. uh, fantasy football? Mm-hmm. He goes high in the draft like he's part like he's part of other people making money. Like, yeah, so you have to, like, give people the opportunity to learn and understand what's right and what's wrong. And I don't, I'm not convinced that like a memo does that. You know, I think there has to be like, as the game changes, as society changes, yeah. as gambling becomes more embedded in the, into the sport itself, not that it ever hasn't, but in a more legal way mm-hmm. to just be transparent with the, and say like, listen, this is not allowed. And here's the reasons why. And, and not just like assume because it's in a collective bargaining agreement that everybody understands that because I don't think Calvin Ridley would have bet a hundred or $1,500 on anything. If he would have completely understood the ramifications of what he was doing. Yeah. I don't think he thought it was a year. Uh, he could potentially be out a year without getting paid. For sure. If, Absolutely. I, I think, and and this, this is on the NFL to, 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 be better, like you said, be better about this messaging, uh, whatever they need to do to teach the players that don't do this. And and maybe this is, they were just waiting for this opportunity to, to hand out this suspension to be like, this will nip it in the bud then. But fucking come on then, do the rest of this. Yeah. Do it with everything else that's punishable. Yeah. You know, like they obviously don't give a shit, you know, what it is because they don't get, because none of those other things matter to their bottom line. And this one does. Yeah. For multiple yeah. reasons across the I think the board. you're right. I think you're right. It just, it's just, it drives me fucking insane. And I think there was the, whatever they, the NFL put out and messaging they used and they put integrity, I think in there, in that messaging and whatever that PR or release or whatever they did is complete farcical because they have no integrity at all. But they just choose to, they, they pick and choose to and decide when they want to have integrity about their own sport. Yeah. I, um, the fact that there's well, a, there's an NFL owner who is being accused of of paying to tank games. Let's get right. Let's, let's go further than that. What about an NFL owner that like broke the law by soliciting prostitution? Yeah, like w- the double standard is is yeah so it's huge. But again, that had no impact on their potentially on their bottom line. No, and so and also like I don't think that the NFL governs ownership that well. They can't. No. It's their, the NFL their is boss. ownership. Yeah, they are exactly. The, they are the NFL. Yeah. I. Uh, I think. I think you're. Like this isn't pointing this out isn't what, what is the obvious. Law. But what's going to change? That's what I mean. What Kraft did is against the law, and he didn't yeah. get. There was no punishment whatsoever. Yeah. What Calvin Ridley did was what most of America is just figuring out how to do right now. <laughs> yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's bewildering to me. Um, you know, there's, you know, they're both wrong. Ridley's wrong. He screwed up and he messed up and, and 
whether you could, whether you care whether he gambled on the actual on 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 the NFL itself is is a matter of of just sort of maybe personal opinion of right and wrong, right? Right. Like I don't really care to that much that he bet on NFL while he was while he was not playing, right? Right. And that gets into that's gray areas and semantics maybe and whatever else and that's fine. But he also you know like betting on your own team when and they even said and they made made it known that he didn't have any inside information from what their investigation could find. He didn't use any sort of inside information to bet on those games or whatnot, you know, and that's, being, and that's, and being, that's great that they sort of released that. He's that made, made an too. example of like, he's literally yeah. just being made an example of right. The way right. that, the way that, that Alex Karras was back in fucking the sixties or seventies. Like it was like, you can't do this. But yeah. the thing is, is someone is, some people are, like there are players benefiting from gambling on sports and there are probably players that are benefiting from gambling on sports that are fixing games in some regard. Now if they're some, using yeah, your maybe. friend, if yeah. they're lower level sports, if they're, you know, if they're if it's just own personal thing. You got Kevin Durant who's like I love it when I fucking fuck people's parlays yep. up. Like that means yep. he's recognizing that he's in parlays, and sure, he's just out there trolling fucking Twitter and seeing like people being mad that he put up nine when pe- when he sh- should have been an easy lock for twenty. Yep. But he ha- if he's saying that like it makes they him all feel know. good, then he knows what his cover is. He knows what, where where yeah. I I was just listening to um who was a, a some some podcast, and they were talking. Oh, it was a uh, Mark Cuban was was. Uh, on the he was on some podcast, I think it was like Raja Bell's, and he was saying like the difference with one of the major differences from now the players when from when he was originally an owner, he's like these players like the co- like they're on their phones immediately after the game to look up highlights mm-hmm. to like how people are talking about them, like they're not mm-hmm. even listening mm-hmm. to like the coaches like the like the coaches meeting after the after. game, yeah. they're literally on their phones seeing what people think yeah. of them. And yeah. so if they're, they're definitely like a part of gambling culture, like it or not, and there's definitely some influence in that. Like you've got to believe that like some player, some G League player who gets a 10 day isn't coming up and being like, I'm going to fucking score too, you know, and <laughs> yeah. put like all my fucking money on it. Like it's got to be, it's, yeah, it's just got, it has to be recognized. Like, and, and to just be like, oh, Calvin Ridley, you don't want to end up like Calvin Ridley. Like that's <laughs> let's use him. Yeah. It's just bullshit. yeah, basically. Yeah. Like it's, it would be obnoxious to think that, that, that organizations, sports organizations, leagues and teams w- sort of would think that they don't have to do any more, that they could just sell out to all these, you know, incorporate all these, you know, gambling sites and, and sponsorships and get all this kind of stuff and not think there is going to be some sort of other side to this. Yeah. Right. Like they don't like, Either they just are pretending that they care, or they're they're so dumb that they didn't think that the players and stuff would be would be gambling on. I just on, wonder on if they've been digging for somebody that they could catch this whole time so they could use them as probably an example. Probably because this is just probably. a weak example, and it doesn't make the it, it's the perfect it's the perfect storm for the NFL. It's not really a gambling problem. It was over five days or five games. It was not a ton of money. This guy's like, they don't have to rehabilitate him. They don't have to ha- treat him with any compassion. And they could just be like, here's your scapegoat. Here's your example. Yeah. Don't fuck. Like, now you've got, we, the NFL, we've got our example. So, yeah, when you go to fucking play for the Miami Dolphins, for a team that paid a, a, their coach to tank games 
which is fine for a team that has a, a a gambling site as the name of their stadium, which is fine. Don't don't pay attention to that. Your job is to do one thing: play fucking b- football as hard as you possibly can until you can anymore. Yeah, yeah. Until we get until we're done with you. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's just um, it's thanks. Uh, you should be honored for the privilege. Yeah, right. Basically, yeah, exactly. We're allowing you to play this game now. Yeah, you know. And listen, I. It, you know, Calvin Ridley's not 100%, you know, right here either kind of thing. And that's where I'm at on this is, is, um, you know, he's still fucked up. Yeah. But the, but the NFL is way more complicit and, and way more egregious in, in, in the overall grand well, scheme this is of, a, of everything. Yeah, it's a fucking, it's, a, it's a punishment doesn't suit, fit the crime. Let's go, let's quickly flip to fucking Brittany Griner because I think that there's a, com- there's a com- comparison here. Brittany mm-hmm. Griner, who's being detained for the last three months by the Russian government because she supposedly allegedly was found with a vape pen in her, in her travel bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a heightened scrutiny and the, and the players in Russia were told to like, be, be careful because there's heightened scrutiny against U S citizens right now. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that she actually did have, and I don't, I don't th- think she's even had a chance to refute this. If you believe she, can't. she, she did have uh, a vape pen, then she did something wrong, right? She broke mm-hmm. a rule. And she shouldn't have done that. Now she's in a situation where there's a punishment involved. And is it a fair punishment? I mean, we're talking about the NFL and the Russian government, which are two completely different things. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, are they? People are being, I don't know. You know, I don't know. These examples are just crazy. Like, this is crazy. We're, we're, I, I just feel like we're attacking people on just a, a, like a, an unfair level. Like, the balance doesn't, doesn't, and this is just punishment in general. Like the, the punishment well, the, doesn't. The grinder, the grinder thing is is way more sort of serious. Oh, well, absolutely. Uh, and it's and it should be the only thing anyone's talking about. I get right. that. And it took us forty one minutes to talk about it. And we're probably only going to scratch the surface because I don't know a ton about it. But it does feel like it's being, it's it is deeply serious. It could be like if you look at other she, examples. I mean, she's, she's probably being a political pawn at this point. Oh yeah, there's I I I don't think there's any doubt about that and I don't think anyone's def- re- refuting that. I think that the, everyone kind of understands that to an extent. There are two other I read in a, like I skimmed an article and there were two other examples of of political prisoners in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh both of them were marines, one for espionage, one for something else, uh resisting arrest. Which and they both are like in prison. They're both in Russian prisons. Mm-hmm. So R- Brittany Griner, by that by that precedent, I mean these were these are military people that can't get yeah. out of prison. Yeah, like I don't know, man. It doesn't there, look great. There, there was another one I saw an example was it was a Russian uh, uh, arrested a Israeli woman a few years back for basically the same thing. I think she had weed or something on her, and. They held her prisoner, like the whole thing, basically, and they turned it into a, a, a political thing. And they basically negotiated her release with Israel, and they were able to the the compromise or whatever you want to call it was is that Russia got something, and they didn't specify what exactly it was, but they they basically got something in Israel that they wanted, whether it was land or or something of value, like in this in the country of Israel. Yeah, that is now considered, I guess. Is is sort of considered Russian property. I just don't know. It's and then like and it's like oh that's so they're just they're it's they're pawn. They're, they're, you know, Brittany Griner is basically a pawn at this point in time, and and they will hold her 
and try her or whatever they need to do. And if, what I was reading, like they, they could, she could be sitting because of all the other stuff that's going on in, in Russia and their court system, she could sit there for like another six months. Oh, easy. There's a, yeah, this point came up in a group text about it. Uh, that the, the, no one's focusing on the fact that the reason that she had to play in Russia is because the WNBA doesn't yeah. play their, pay their players at all. Right. And there's right. a huge pay gap issue. Yeah. And that like, it's, it's continuous. And then you've got on the other hand, the WNBA trying to slap a million dollar fine, which got broken down in half to the, to the, the Liberty's owner for chartering planes, because yeah. the best on, way man. to, le- to level a playing field is to have everybody have the same shit. Like it, <laughs> that's the equalizer. Like the, the, and the, fact, the, the fact of that one too is, is this is sort of the anecdote to that, but it's, and it's, it goes to the fact is that all the games that they chartered, they, they had a losing record. Yeah. It's, you know, the Liberty did. So it's I, like, that, how, how, you, th- these are the stupid things that they say that, that it doesn't actually make sense that it doesn't level the playing field at all, or it doesn't give you an advantage. Like it just, yeah. Okay. You have a little more comfort on a plane stuff, but it's, it's about the talent on the field or on the court. And, 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 and your coaches and staff and how you run a basket play of the sport. It's not about like, plus it also sounds like the, the guy set up a, uh, for three years for everybody to get charter planes. And the WNBA said, no, I know. Cause the WNBA is like Rachel Phelps from fucking from major league. They're like, no, yeah. you have to write yeah, well, the shittiest yeah, half thing. The league is like owners who can't really yeah. afford to, to be, be owners. owners. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really sad and it's ridiculous. Um, and it, Excuse me, I was taking a sip of water there. But uh, um, it, it, yeah, it's just it's just really pathetic that that there it, it's like all this is tied together, and there's this overarching theme with with sports, and especially women's sports now, trying to trying to get a foothold and make a little bit more money and have a little bit more sense of of, of so that these players don't have to, you know, go overseas and play. Like, who wants to go fucking play in Russia? Who wants to go right? play in and Russia? The whole like, Russian system as is soon as they as soon as the season's over. Like you yeah. can, can you imagine asking NBA players to go play overseas as yeah. soon as the season's over? Yeah, yeah, I it's, know. It's un, it's completely. Like their salary cap is is one point three, I think, million dollars for per team for WNBA team. That's really like that's insane. Why? Just to like keep everybody. It's it's it's, it's be, so it's low. So, like so, you can't you can't like bump that up. And then, right again again, this is all negotiated in the CBA and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And so it's like. A lot of times players do this themselves, but they don't have a lot of leverage anyway to sort of ask for, you know, like, which you know, is why you can't be mad at the like, NBA, MLB players for wanting as much as they possibly can. Yeah, get. Like right. it's just, they know that like time and time again, if they, if they like lay down and accept these terms in order to play a game in order to get the paycheck now, it'll affect them deeply in the long run. Cause these yeah. CBAs are fucking what ends Calvin Ridley's career. You know, yeah. like it's crazy. And, it's, and um, maybe ends Brittany Griner's future, you know? Yeah. You know, like the fact that, like, the, I think the bottom players in the WNBA make around like $50,000. Yeah. Like, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, people could barely live on $50,000 as you it is. Can. And, not, and that's just, and that's just, that's not sports players. Yeah. You can't. I mean, normal people. Yeah. Right? Like, after taxes and all that kind of stuff, like, $50,000 just isn't that much anymore. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe it's like a little 60 or 70, but still the point is like, it's not, they're not getting, they, they should, they, 
it's sports, right? And they're making a lot of money off these. And, and these, and and the, the the biggest thing I noticed in, in in the reading I was doing between this with this Brittany Reiner story is that the Russian basketball system is not it's not like a state run or no. The I WNBA too, is yeah. for is basically for profit yeah. of their owners. Yeah, this right? is like the, this is like oh, the teams are owned by people to like throw entertainment at the right, unions. It, right. right, it's basically a tax write off for yeah. themselves, right? Yeah. And they're they're owned by businesses and oligarchs who just have billions yeah, of dollars like, to, we gave to you, throw away. We gave you basketball. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, and so and it's like and it's entertaining or whatever, but they, they basically they all just get to write it off day. so they can spend as much money as they want and they can pay Brittany Griner a million dollars for a season. Yeah. Basically, which is incredible. And that's sort of the problem is that you're you're we, we have this problem with sports in America especially and I noticed it with soccer too, is, is that when American owners come and like take over a lot of these soccer teams is like, they, they try to, they're trying to change the structure. So it's more for profit. And whereas the Russian dude who owns Chelsea, who just got sanctioned was basically loaned the team a billion dollars so they can basically spend as much as they want to and get all the top players. Yeah. That's a, that, but that's the problem with soccer. And that's the problem with soccer too, that it's not somewhat regulated, but in America, I think it's a little too regulated with it because you know, all the owners want to, it's it's basically it's an investment and there should be a little more there there should be such a fine line there there's a great right? it should be they you know they should have a little more freedom they should be able to spend a little bit more you know they should be so tight with the with their dollars there's a great piece in the i believe the athletic maybe yahoo sports that showed like what each mlb owner is worth how they got their how they got their billions and yeah. how they've treated the team and uh it's, you can't even read through the whole thing because it just becomes the same person over. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, it's just this person just exists in this realm, mm-hmm. and so you're dealing with the exact same person that's that that doesn't understand how anyone really lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got we yeah. have we have ten minutes left, so we and we got to jump into Russ. So okay. uh, let let's do that. Okay, so. Uh, I don't even know where to begin, I guess, but let's begin here. Let's, let's Russell just recap. Wilson, Ru- yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a little, I was a little shocked, but I the, wasn't surprised. The trade was, the trade was two first, two seconds, Ugh. Noah Fant and Drew Luck for Russell Wilson. Correct. And the C- yeah, basically I think, and, and the Seahawks, I think got robbed. They, they gave up two firsts, a second and a third. I think for for Jamal Adams. It's, it's bizarre. Yep. Right. Like it. It. It just. They're. They're terrible. And and they have a history they were of doing dying. this. They were dying to get rid of Russ. They were dying to get rid of Russ. They were di- like this hasn't been working for years now, basically, and, and, and everyone's been playing nice for the most and part. And everybody that didn't that wanted Russell Wilson and didn't get him is an idiot. Because you could well, have had it. Well, no, that, well, so that's not fair because, because it, it's from everything I've, you know, now know now is that Russ that. was only going to Denver. I don't believe that. Right? Like I've Washington, too, Philly put in offers and he wasn't going east. Everybody, you know, this is the other weird thing. Like, I don't understand this thing too. Is like every quarterback is always in love with going to play for Denver. I don't understand that. Elway. Yeah. I, no, but why? Who fucking cares about Weed. Elway anymore? He's not even running the team anymore. He got demoted. Weed. Um, maybe, <laughs> but you know, Peyton Manning, even Aaron Rodgers was, you know, he, that was high on his list. If he was going to go anywhere, guys, maybe these guys grew up being Denver fans. I don't maybe, get, I don't get the appeal either. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I'm also a very anti Denver Bronco fan. So yeah, no Denver's I'm a little biased, yeah. but, um, but the, the, it, it just, it's, 
it's, so, it's basically so, like me, Seattle was just okay. like, okay, yeah, hold, let's get rid hold, of them. And th- hold on, hold but on. But I understand that like, this is the best they could get. Hold on. So okay. let's uh, take a step back. You, how did you find out the news? Did you know this was going to happen? And no. What was your original reaction? No. So I, I think right at the end of the season, I think for the last month or so, I, 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 I was kind of had this in mind to talk about this. And I, and I thought from a few things at the end of the season, whatnot, I was, it, was, it was looking like they would give Russ it was one more year, right? Yeah. They, they fired half their defensive staff coaches. They fired off at the line coach and bumped up their the run game coordinator guy who came over for, with from the Rams with their offensive coordinator and he's now the offensive line coach. So they were going to have a little they're they going to be more uh, symmetrical, I guess. Would you say like across the board for their offensive system? It was going to be it was going to tie in together more and uh, the the philosophy was going to be locked in with with more guys on the same page of how that offense was supposed to run. And this is what Russ wanted. You know, this is the offense. This is the guy Russ apparently wanted. They made changes to the defense. Uh, uh, Carroll even said uh, a week or two ago at the combine that he, which he had admitted, and I thought this was huge, is that he said we've we've been a little too arrogant in our in in how we've played the last couple of years in our philosophies, and and it, which means that like he checked himself or someone checked him and was like you have to make some changes here and and for him to do that especially for his defense and he brought in guys who play uh, or, or coaches who who are skilled in a different system right and it's it's sort of that Vic Fangio kind of uh LA Rams kind of defense as well right. but in and that's which is very popular now these days and, and proven and so they were making these changes across the board and I, and so I was like all right so they've 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 realized their mistakes and and some of their errors of the ways and they're trying they're trying to change all that and I was like okay this makes sense Russ is going to be maybe you know give it one more year and then Russ has one more year after that on his contract and then you and you're not going to take a big cap hit this you know after after the next season and then that's when you kind of trade him or you know whatever blah 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 and then there was an interview russ gave and they asked him about playing on the east coast or whatever blah 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 and i don't remember the exact quote but he said he's like i'm i'm here you know i'm or i'm still here or whatever this is whatever he said it's the way he said it and i just it just made me go uh oh like and that was a week or two ago as well i think and it was just like oh and everyone's like oh he's staying Everyone read it wrong. Everyone said he's staying, and they're like so convinced. And I was like, the way he said it, I was just made it just made my stomach turn. Carol and I was said like, he was playing semantics. Carol, Carol said something recently too. I I had heard that he said Russ wasn't going anywhere. Yes, he did. That was like two like a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. I thought he was uh, out of out of the like I thought I thought because Carol had said it that it was gospel. Yeah. Well, see, I never trust coaches when they speak the and, and players too for the most part because they can't. They can't say anything, right? right? They can't sort of jeopardize. And say, they've been working on this for weeks. They can say what's, what the current status is. They yeah, can say right. what's happening right in that moment. Exactly. And that's, the way the, that's why the, the, the one Russ quote, because he, I, it sounded like he probably knew at that point that there was a trade being worked on. And he was like, you know, I'm, I'm here right now. You know, I'm, I'm still, you know, loving Seattle or whatever he said. And, and um, so it, I, it didn't quite caught, catch me off guard. But my buddy, my buddy texted me and he just wrote, it's, lock season and i didn't see i didn't see it yet and i was like i don't know what you're talking about and then he he just texted back like rust to denver and i was like oh fuck can't you see how cool i mean the like there are locks in 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 seattle 
You could like you could name a lock <laughs> Drew Lock. Ballard Locks. Yeah. You could change the Ballard Drew Locks. Drew Ballard Locks. To just Drew Lock. Drew Locks. <laughs> like it fits so well. You guys it's should just embrace this kid. Let him like is Drew Lock really that much less of a of a prospect than Russell was out of college? Yes. No way. Yes. He's had three years now. It's and, and Drew Locke's never shined. Drew Locke's never going to put on a Seattle uniform. It just uh, he'll put. I think he'll put. So here's the other thing too. Here's the other the ramification of that he's only he's only won like one point four million dollars against the cap. Right. Right. And Seattle's not trading for that guy. He's not including that trade unless they sort of wanted him to. Some I hope so. I think that they're. I. I no, they have no other quarterbacks on the roster really of of any notable. It's, it's I've heard that they City. might go with Locke and Geno. And that's just what they do this rebuild year. Like, you're just going to be bad for a year. Yeah. Yeah, they might. They might. Which doesn't make sense, because then why do you trade for Shelby Harris, who's, a, who's a, an average starting defensive lineman? But they right? got rid of Bobby, Por- Bobby Wagner, right? But like, they got rid of Bobby Wagner. Like, none of this makes sense. And that's my bigger problem with all this, is that they're so reactionary as a team. It feels bizarre to, like, it's, are they shedding cap? Right. They, and, and What is the and, play? And, Pete's whole mantra, his whole thing about football and coaching is always compete. And so like he can't in his fiber of a being is he cannot not try to compete and try to win games. Yeah, I've seen him at the mall. So he's not going to necessarily walking tank. and he always wants to get ahead of the ladies. <laughs> Nobody power walks like Pete Carroll. He puts Pete. on his biggest shoes <laughs> and he's like, I, those bitches, they don't even know they're in a race. And he's competing with them. <laughs> he gets on those sketchers where it's like the rounded, yeah, the rounded yeah. soul. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the yeah, and he's flops. gone. Man. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, They're but like, that's so that's what I understand. It's like you 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 make this trade, all these draft picks, and like three, you know, kind of garbage players, really that that really don't move the needle. They don't move the needle. They're not I, garbage players, but they're not I great like players. Noah Fant. I think he's a. I like per- Noah Fant too. Perfect. He's a perfect Seahawk. He, yeah, he he's all right. Like he replaces Gerald Everett. He's I not li- a great I like tight end. him. I think he's, they've been looking for like the right tight end for a lot. while. But that's the other problem is that like they've had Jimmy Graham, they've had uh, you know, Craig Olson, whatever that, Will, that didn't Walt count necessarily. Disney. But they, they they always take these guys who are super sort of super athletic or potential and they never use them properly. I though. agree with that. Well, here's the pers- the problem, right? You have now you've got a great I think like a top you have two great wide receivers and a top third potential tight end a good running back and what's your quarterback like are those yeah, players play, they, getting wasted like is it they play pete ball they play you know they're gonna run the ball try to be a better defense and that's how he wants to play i feel bad for metcalf even though he wasn't getting the ball at all here's my here's my other question for you uh what do you think rusk is gonna do in denver do you think he's gonna be so, good so that's the interesting thing. And that's actually why I'm really fascinated about this trade. And I'm kind of excited about this whole thing. Cause I want to see how this works out for both sides. Yeah. He's going to so suck. It, it's it's well, so here's the other thing is like, so he's going to a team now with a new head coach and everyone's, everyone's all in on Denver now. And, 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 and if you actually pay attention, like they, their defense wasn't that great last year. It, it just, it got a little more hype, I think, than, than it should have. It's overrated. Statistically, not across the board, but a lot of statistics, they were statistically worse than the Seattle defense. They didn't have a great pass rush after they traded away Von Bell, or uh, uh, Von Miller. Who's their coach this year? Didn't they hire a new coach? It was the, it was the offensive coordinator from the, from the Green Bay Packers. Right, that's right. So they're going to play that style of offense, right? Which is that, which is that sort of the Rams, uh, 
uh, 49ers kind of style of it's, you know, it's a lot of running. It, there's a lot of motion. It's play action. It's misdirection type of stuff. And, and, and that, that's what they, that's what they just, the Seahawks just brought in to run a year ago was that guy. And all Russ was doing, it was throwing it down the field because that's what he wants to do. Russ doesn't want to run and Russ sucks if he's not running. Yeah. And it's fine. Maybe. And, and it's also like we do a lot of, we, uh, the Seahawks have always done a corporate, a lot of shotgun offenses, right. To, to put him farther back in the pocket so we can see the field better. And he hangs onto the ball. Yep. And that's his problem. He gets sacked. I think it's, I, I, there's stats to back this up too, is he gets sacked more times because of his own style of play than a bad offensive line. It's so ugly to watch. I hate watching Right? And it. like, because he holds the ball, holds the ball, because yeah. he's waiting for that deep play to open up and he holds the ball and he doesn't look short and he doesn't look in the middle of the field. And there's, there's a PFF, a pro football focus, at, at a, had a, what they called a heat map of plays of where Russ likes to throw the ball for the last at least three seasons and everything is down the sidelines. Yeah, it's red, sideline, it's dark yeah. red. And in the middle, it's like purple. And that's like about the lowest you can get on that chart. I just and everything's, everything's hashtags out. I don't think Russ is, I, I don't think Russ in my, like for, and, and that, and that is this offense to a T where he's going is everything is short. It's out routes, short out routes and across the middle crossing routes. And that's just not how, Russ but with, likes to play. But with worse receivers and worse running backs, or maybe similar running backs, but like worse receivers, yeah. and maybe the O line's better. Yeah, maybe I'm, better. Well, better running back. The O line is not better. Yeah. They, statistically, they were worse than the Seahawks as well. Yeah. Uh, their their whole defense. Maybe their secondary's maybe their best thing about is about Denver's defense. Um, but even then, I think they're they're you know they have the one rookie who was who played really great, and I think he gets all the publicity. And then Simmons, I think, is is the safety who's who's good. I just foresee like a. The wide receivers are, are talented but unproductive and injured. There's any number of built-in excuses if he sucks. Yeah, I just I, like, I don't quite see he's the He's basically fit sucked for the last two seasons and put it yeah. on like a finger injury and some other injury. Like Plus, this is the head coach. He's a new head coach with a whole new system and defense that doesn't guarantee that they're, they're going to be a better defense at all, even what from people are expecting from last season. It's not doesn't necessarily going to translate. Plus, the head coach is also the offensive co- coordinator in Jacksonville a few years ago when they were atrocious. Right. And he wasn't running the same offense. That was a different offense, I think, style then. So I just, I don't quite understand the, the love affair here of I, this I being... I think it's just hard to get a great quarterback. And this it's is... It's a hard... Get, been, yeah, and you looking. have to pay for it. And that I get. Yeah. That, that's where I don't understand where, like, Seattle is willing to trade away a top 10 quarterback and go with, with like, at, at best, like Mar- Marcus Mariota here. Well, let me let me ask you. Okay, you ready to play? We're gonna play quick fire. This is nine football teams. You're gonna tell me who the starting quarterback is next season. You ready? Okay. Miami. It's Tua. Houston. Uh, it's Mills. Okay. Seattle. Um, it's a it's I honestly I think it's a three way tie. Um between Locke, whoever they draft, mm-hmm. which I think it sounds like apparently coming away from the combine is Matt Coral out of old miss yeah. is like, there is like Pete's kind of guy. Okay. And he's kind of a Russ. He's kind of Russish with, with the intangibles. Okay. Uh, and it, it sounds like he's, he's going to be their guy. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they trade up in the end of the first or, or earlier in the, in the second to get that guy. But apparently they're in love with him. And so I, I feel like they're going to come away in the draft. Although maybe at nine, they draft Malik Willis because Every, he's got a lot of Russ himself. Everybody wants Malik Willis. Right. And, and he's got a lot of Russ, which 
Uh, I hope he goes one pick earlier to the Falcons because I think that would be a great place for for Willis. Yeah. Um, and that way Seattle can't sort of – again, they're going to want – they're like they want Russ, but they don't want Russ, and yeah. that's their problem. I understand that, though. I think I feel the same way. Right. And so, but like, I think Malik Wills is basically just, he plays the same game as Russ. And it, and like, you can't, you got to do something different. Russ used and, to be this like humble, nice guy. And then he won a Super Bowl. He thinks he's he Tom Brady. Paid. Yeah. And he's not. You're not yeah. Tom Brady, man. Yeah. You, you don't, you, you, you're not on that mountain yet. Yeah. Right. And I know you want to be there and, and you're striving to be there and that's fine. But you're not. And here's the other thing, too. I, and I, I remember this from a few years back is that draft with Mahomes. Mm hmm. I, there was, there was smoke and there was like, uh, there was embers there actually of that Seattle wanted to trade or get Mahomes in that draft. And I remember that. And I, and I think this goes back to the whole problem is that they were never really in on Russ after the first four years. Yeah. I think so when, too. when it became Russ's team and they were not happy about, it and they didn't want that and they didn't want Russ wasn't going to be able to play their style, and, and they were. Tr- they, I think they've been looking to get rid of him and move on to him for a long time. They were, they, and they rubbed. They rubbed, and they. It's disrespectful to Wilson, and he knew it. And they've been. They've been. They've been working through this for a long time. That happens with a lot of teams, though. I think it does. That, like, but again, and then also to add to insult to injury in that one, apparently I just reread. I just read something someone brought this up too. Is that they were also trying to trade Russ for the number one pick? I think that was the same year as when Cleveland had it, and they they chose Baker Mayfield. Was that the same draft? You guys could have got Baker Mayfield. No, and that they were going to take we, the Seahawks were going to take Josh Allen, uh, the number one pick. But they basically like, and I, it's it's a little gray area who like who offered who, but like some say that well, there's Coral Browns tried to trade, crazy. and some say the the Seahawks initiated it, and everyone said no. Coral's but, not Coral's not going to be a good quarterback. Uh, who's the third guy if it's not Coral and if it's not? It's it's either uh, it's not Geno, but it's like someone like Mariota. Yeah. Or. Um, and this is what they did with Russ, right? They, they brought in like two or three guys. They let them compete and the, and, and Russ ended up winning the job right away. So they're, they're going to give somebody, I think in free agency, a contract and, and there's going to be three guys and it, it Mariota probably kind of fits maybe the best there to some degree. It. And West I wouldn't Coast be guy. terribly upset about that. Um, you know, uh, Darren, uh, or you're, you're not going to win six games this season. No, probably not. No. I mean, listen, honestly, Russ, Russ is the reason we've, we've always had a winning record. That's, you know? that's true. And the problem is, is that like, they had a system. Carroll didn't want to change it. And, and at the end of the game, he was basically, and he's, it, like, this is a known fact across the you know, Seattle sports radio and the team. And the whole thing is like, uh, Pete was just like in the fourth quarter, I'm just going to let Russ do his thing and we'll win the games. And that's what happened for a long time. But they never changed, they deviated from the game plan for three quarters. He was always like, we'll do our game until the fourth quarter, and then we'll go let Russ win the game for us. And that's completely insane. I know, but, that's, but it's worked. But it worked for a little while, right? It was never going to, it's not sustainable and stuff. All right. But at, so at this point, they could, my worst fear is that somehow, and it, I don't think the money works out to this, and it can't happen, is that, and I, and I also, this is a known fact that Carol loves Kirk Cousins. Oh, Jesus. And that somehow he'll make a trade for Kirk Cousins. That's my biggest that fear. Ide- that is his ideal quarterback, I think. I hope that happens. Right, so and that's bad. why it makes me think like maybe they'll they'll draft Kenny Pickett at nine or something like that. Pickett's not going to be there. I don't think it'll. Uh, we'll see. Car- anyway. Carolina's taking Pickett. All right. All right. Who, is there any other teams you were uh, Pittsburgh? Uh, who's going to be the Pittsburgh quarterback? <sighs> that's a good question. Uh. That's a good question. That one I don't know. Maybe okay. Garoppolo, but it looks like it might come down. Maybe it comes down to Pittsburgh and, and Indianapolis for Garoppolo. 
So that was my, uh, like, so who do you have for the Colts? Jimmy the Greek says uh, brisket might come to Pittsburgh. So then who does, who do the Colts? Jay, uh, well, okay, here, I'll say, mm, well, Jameis, maybe Jameis stays in, this one's a tough, that one's tough because there's too many variables there. Like, you know, Jameis could be there. Um, You're not really I, quick firing I, the way that I would. I know, I'm sorry. I, I, you really know what, just, I wouldn't mind even Jameis in Seattle just to, just to see. Ain't going to happen. I know it's not gonna Steelers happen. quarterback Mason Rudolph. Colts, you're gonna tell me is Jameis Winston. You don't you don't think Pittsburgh brings in another guy to compete with Rudolph? No, maybe like Mitch Trubisky or something, but it's not okay. like or or brisket. Like I think okay. that could happen. Okay. Uh Giants. It's it's what that sounds like Trubisky's a lock there almost now, it seems like. Yeah. Uh so, and it's him and Daniel Jones, and they compete for the for the spot. I hope Pittsburgh gets Danny Dimes. Uh <laughs> Niners. Who's their quarterback? It's Trey. It's Lance Young. Or, so, uh, Garoppolo's Trey, gone. Gonzi. Who? Garoppolo's going to go somewhere. Yeah, he's going to get traded. Okay. Probably to the Colts because the Colts make some weird quarterback decisions here as of late. Carolina. Hmm. Uh, I'll say Deshaun Watson, but I think it's there's a lot of smoke now billing that Seattle's going to is is in the running for Deshaun Watson, and it might come down to those two teams. I think Carolina, if they don't get Watson, is going to go after Pickett. Because Tepper is a Pitt alum, he's from Pittsburgh. He's a there booster, apparently. Okay. And there's a lot. That's that's the rumor that I have heard. Okay. Uh, and I heard it on a podcast. It wasn't like I had a source. Uh, <laughs> then, <laughs> lastly, the Lions. Oh, I think they just stay put I where think they so are too. I think off for another. Yeah. Yeah. And and apparently next next year the draft is is, is better quarterback prospects. So. You know, even with the Seahawks, which is why, it, it, which is why Pittsburgh and Seattle and all these teams should just fucking hold tight with like some bullshit quarterback because they're not going to win the Super Bowl anyway, and just yeah, like and yeah. just get. And if get you take one in the second or third round, you know, as a flyer and a guy, fine, I'm okay with that as long as you're maybe planning for next for next year's quarterback. Me too. Uh, one quick note on the NCAA tournament. Uh, this bet's probably like worth worth nothing now, but University of Montana at plus one thousand to win the Big Sky. Think about it. Okay. By the time this podcast airs, it might be moot. That's my only. I'm not. Uh, NCAA confounds me, but that's that's. I saw some value in that. The team they're a fifth seed. They've beat all of the top seeds this season during the regular mm. season, and uh, one thousand just seems like you know put put a couple bucks on. Why not? On Ridley. Yeah. All yeah. right. That's it. Right. That's it for uh, this week. Free Brittany Griner. Uh, Chris, mm. I will. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right. Bye. <laughs>